All right, just wanted to get that in there. All right, so welcome everyone to another episode of Dads in Depth. And today we have a nice little panel and uh, we're going to be discussing some stuff. Uh, it's going to be up to the group, obviously, but let's uh, let's go around. Uh, my name is Lewis. Two kids, loving it, chilling here, busy, hectic, but loving it. All right. All right. All right. Hi, how you doing? My name is Richard. I have three kids. Uh, they're all adults, 18, 21, and 25. Thank you for having me. Tom, your turn. Oh, well, thank you. Hi, uh, hi. my name is uh, oh, Tom. Uh, Thomas, uh, two kids, 10 and 8, uh, enjoying the ride. Great. Hi, I'm Joel. I have two kids, and I'm here to say some stuff and listen to some stuff. Awesome. And cook some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Jay? Okay, we can't hear Jason. I'm technical difficulties here, Jay. There's a little red microphone on your screen. Sorry, I'm, I'm a virgin to <laughs> using Zoom. I haven't, I still haven't figured out how to use this in the last two years. So, uh, please excuse me. Uh, my name is Jay. Um, I have two kids: one boy, eleven; one girl, seven. And I love them, and they like to ride unicorns through my house and not do their homework. So. That's always a pleasure, you know. It's always very entertaining, <laughs> bittersweet at the same time. Hi, I'm Carlos, father of two, eight, uh, 19, and 12. And just like Jerry, I love them too. <laughs> <laughs> you all don't love your kids except for me and Jay. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't say that? I thought I said that. Anyways. No, 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 no. So I wanted to, um, all right, so... Um, we can, we can, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, how many of you guys live with your mother-in-laws? Me? I do. I do. I live, yeah. Um, how do you guys... I do. I know you do, Jason. How, how do you guys... You asked. I know, I know. Okay. How do you guys get along? Jason? Terrible. Okay, now just for content for the five people who are listening to our no. podcast, Jason is my brother-in-law. For the one guy in Finland. Yeah, right, you're right. For the one guy, Jason is my brother-in-law, and his he lives with his mother-in-law, which is my mom. So he has to watch what he says really carefully. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jake. <laughs> Don't worry, just stop. Let me know when to edit and I'll edit. Just say like, okay, I, I regret this and I'll I'll edit. Don't worry. Our <laughs> editing now. <laughs> right. There's gonna be a huge pause right now That's in the podcast. Hear. Yeah, really going to have to edit 55 minutes of the whole podcast. Well, I get along with my mother-in-law pretty well. She's great. She's a little old school. She's from another country, so she has that old school mentality. Could be a little bit stubborn sometimes, but evidently she cares for me and my well-being and my family, and she loves her daughter. She loves her kids. And her kids are first, and like, like like most moms are, but she's great, evidently, and um, that's what I gotta say about her. But like I said, she's old school, so she has that old mentality, which I don't, I'm, I don't know, you know. Uh, and the language barrier is a little different. She speaks very, very little English, but um, it's pretty. She's pretty fun. She's fun, you know. What about you, Jay? Well, I have to go first. Because. <laughs> 
don't know. What can I say? Uh, my mother-in-law is an old lady. Uh, and she's 65. And it's sometimes it's like living with my mom. And sometimes it's not like living with my mom at all. Uh, and other times it's, it's like, um, I don't know, you, you, uh, I guess being the son-in-law, right. You kind of, you're raised a little different in, in certain areas with certain things for good or for bad. And, um, living together after like, what it's been like three years now, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of, you become more like family in a way where it's like, you know, how like kids kind of have this relationship with their parents where it's like, you know, how do I explain it? Like a comfortable kind of relationship where it's not like comfortable where it's like, I'm going to yell at you, like, hey, yourself, you know what I mean? But like, um, you know, you got to deal with, it's, it's living with somebody else brand new. So it's like, you go from living with your parents to going to living with a girlfriend or living with a wife. And then you go with living with your wife's parents. And there's always this like period of time where you try and just get used to the new people that you're living with based on how you were raised. So, mm-hmm. and that's always evolving in the yeah. sense. So, yeah, I guess I could put it that way. The best put it nicely. I mean, yeah, man. Right. 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 You know, um, me and my mother-in-law, I, she didn't, we have a history. We have a, a love hate relationship, I guess. Uh, we, she didn't like me in the beginning, you know, because I'm still, I was telling her daughter from her. I was telling, you know, but she didn't like me in the beginning. But, um, and she had left because she didn't, you know, she's all, like I said, she's old school. She wants things done a certain way. But um, we got to know each other. We got to, and, and of course, there are times when I'm like, oh my God, this, I can't deal with this woman right now. But what am I going to do? You know, she's, the, she lives with me, for you guys who don't know that. <laughs> she lives with me. So, um, She's part of my life. Everything I gotta, I gotta think about her. Well, oh, it's not just me and my wife. It's oh, but she's also disabled, so she can't do much. So she feels very depressed and feels left out and everything. So she's always home. She can't walk on the steps. She has diabetes. She's not doing well. She's in the hospital now. She's not doing well. So she feels very depressed, and that's also something I had to think about. Like I gotta, we gotta try to spend time with her here at the same time, you know. For her birthday, we bought her a scooter, like one of those moped scooters, so that she can go out and, and do things. And she would target with us and run around because she can't walk around target for more than five minutes. She'll get tired. She, she wants to get, she wants to want to do it. But we did that. We're trying to get her out more, you know. So hopefully she gets a little better so she can enjoy these things. We just renovated our bathroom upstairs and she hasn't even enjoyed it yet because she's been in the hospital for a few days. So we're uh, doing all these things for her, you know. You know, that's. That's all. What do you think, Tommy? You good? Yeah. Um, I have a good relationship with Cheryl's mom. Um, she's we've been living together what like ten over ten years now because TJ's ten and she was she was with us before that. Uh, she's great. She she helps so much with the kids. She helps so much with the house. She does so much for us that it makes things easier for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we get home, like you know, it's just like help the kids with the homework. She takes care of dinner. You know, Cheryl gets to come home and relax. And then, it's, you know, gives us a little time to help with the kids. And even, you know, they set up, she sets up the food and she does all the things mm-hmm. for them. You know, she, she cooks so many different things because she'll cook something for Cheryl because Cheryl likes the, the Filipino food. And she'll cook something for me. And then she'll cook something for the kids. Like, she really? does so much stuff for us. Yeah. 
Um, you know, the kids only like certain things and I only eat certain things. So, you know, she really, she's good with us. And even my parents who live downstairs, you know, they love her because they see how, how she is and, you know, all the stuff she does and mm -hmm. she's always helping and all that. So she's, yeah, she's already a part of the family, you know, even though we don't like conversate and talk a lot, because like you said, she's from a different country. So the English isn't always perfect, but you know, when we need to talk, we can talk about things and, you know, she, she can talk to me about stuff that's bothering her or any issue she's having. You know, I take control her appointments and things like that if I can and stuff like that. So, you know, we're, we're good. You know, she's so helpful. Like she wants mm -hmm. to go back to the Philippines and the good thing about COVID is she can't go back right now, you know? So we've got her, she was supposed to go back last year when, when everything with COVID started. So we got, you know, this is extra time. She's here with us and the kids. So, you know, it's been a blessing. Good. She can't escape. Cool. She can't escape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wants to. Yeah, but it's gonna be a while before that can happen. You know. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um. I actually do resonate. You know, with that because my mother-in-law, she's actually great when it, you know, when it comes down to like the kids, um, especially when um we've had Lucas. He's our firstborn, and he. I don't know. We Melissa and I always felt kind of weird taking them to like a like a daycare, which we weren't sure was going to happen. It was like our first time being parents, right? So having her mom have someone she trusted, obviously, be part of you know the the whole process was actually a blessing. So she helped out with you know uh, with Lucas as you know just watching him and uh, you know being with him. And to be honest, as most of you know, I've been with my wife forever since high school right mm -hmm. and and i was actually thinking about this and i was saying like there hasn't been a time ever even the time that she caught me in her house when i think i was like 17 like you know that I, we had snuck into like you know to do some stuff right yeah but even yeah. even even when that happened and she caught me and all that yeah, you know and us i should say right but even then i've never ever felt any sort of um uh sort of disdain from her like you know or like you know just being sort of um seen in a bad way she was always she was always been super nice to me like she has always been supportive of of like what we do of she's very supportive of her kids period right she's like mm -hmm. a straight up like you know supportive and lovable mom um and then when it comes to to like the kids obviously she's just been great and i think a lot of the times that we whatever whatever disagreements that we may have they just have to do with you know just um old school and new school way of ways of like thinking and, and raising kids. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then sometimes they're like little things that, you know, that come up. And one example that I give sometimes is that like, I was raised by, by my grandparents. Right. Mm -hmm. They were of the um, uh, thought that, you know, if you have a growing boy, you got to give him food. Right. And it would have been weird. Somebody telling her like, you know, you shouldn't feed your, your seven-year-old like a whole plate of like spaghetti and meatballs or whatever, spaghetti and, and chicken, whatever, right? Because they're seven and, you know, and there might be other, you know, complications in the future because of yeah. that, right? All they're yeah. thinking is I need to feed my family, right? So it's, so it's not because they, they want to, it's more of like, you know, that, that's what it is. And I've noticed a few of the things that when, when I speak with her, uh, a few of the sort of um, thoughts that she may have about certain things come from different places, right? And then when we discuss it, and I always try to be like, you know, um, I, I want to hear her point of view, right? Because we do have discussions here when she comes to like, you know, um, visit us like a, a weekly. And it's weird because there are certain things that um, I try to mention, right? I, one, of the, one of the things that comes to mind was 
oh, when Lucas was small, right? Like she used to always say like, oh, you're so smart. You're so smart, right? When it's been proven that, you know, through research that it's better to say like, oh, I love how much work you put into this. You're such a hard worker. Like to praise the hard work and the things that came out of it, as opposed to saying, you know, you're so smart because if they grow and they reach a, a point in which they find a challenge and they really can't deal with it, they'll go back and be like, oh, if I can't do this, then I won't, you know, be smart. And so it's, it's they're going to not go for it because they'll feel some kind of way. So, you know, having had that conversation, right. And saying like, you know what, next time, just like, let him know that you really like here, like that he put in the work to do this and that, you know, he succeeded for this and all that, like, you know, and, and I know she meant well, right. You always want to tell your kids that they're great and all that. Um, but you, you know, like different ways of thinking. But the main thing, honestly, I would say is that we share the same sort of values, the, the uh, foundational values, right? Like family, mm -hmm. love, like support, loyalty and all that. And um, anything above that, like, you know, whatever cultural thing that may come up, whatever thoughts that, you know, that you may have from way back when, or, you know, um, that could all be handled because those foundational values are there of like respect and like, you know, and like I said, she's always, always, always been kind to me, like straight up. She's, she's like a, a, a she's like a second mom to me for real. Like mm. she's actually great. Um, so the other thing would be with like Melissa, I don't know if she, okay, but anyway, my, <laughs> my mom's not going to listen to this. I don't think. Um, but yeah, my, yeah, my mom wasn't really a fan of Melissa. So I could only like, when we were like, you know, getting together in the beginning and it's so weird because now she respects her a lot. Right. And, and even now she kind of says like, what? I was never mean to her like that. I'm like, mom, you hung up on her like many times. Like you're like, you know, and she doesn't want to like admit it. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, I would never do such things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, mom, you, you called her names and you like hung up on her, like straight up, like, you know, with the, with the old school, like you hear it, mm -hmm. like the cling, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, but that has like kind of moved on. I think because of that also some, there might be some sort of, um, uh, I don't know, residual kind of thought, even though, you know, we, we've kind of tried to grown past it because of the kids, kids. But yeah, I really would like to know what her take on this would be, but you know, I'll, I'll just, you know, that, that would be like a really interesting thing to kind of bring up next time. Anyway, but that's, that's an another, another podcast. And we have guests and stuff. Yeah, we have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure she'll probably go in into it in a nice way. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Anyway, but that's that's my experience. Yeah, yeah. My mother-in-law's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> for me, I would say uh, I can relate with each one of you in different ways when it comes to my mother-in-law. Um, I would say there's a language barrier. Sometimes we get along. Most of the time we don't. Um, she didn't accept me at first. I still don't think she does. Um, but I feel like I am an outsider in our home when I'm around her. Um, so I try not to poke the bear, so to speak. Um, I try to keep my distance from her because we don't get along very well. And I think it's mostly because I can't communicate with her like I want to. Um, and her mode of communication, um, as Sir Richie and Carlos would know about um, my mother-in-law, is that she is not the greatest person to be around. Um, but I make it work because she does do a lot in the house, especially with the kids. Um, and especially with my son, who happens to be her step-grandchild, not exactly her grandchild. So the fact that she accepts him sometimes 
um, I appreciate a lot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, uh, that's as much as I can say. Okay. No, honestly, because this honestly is very interesting to me because you, you, you say sometimes. So I was, gonna, <laughs> I was just going to poke and ask about, like, you know, what do you mean by sometimes? <laughs> like, you know, um, when, when she's in, uh, in one of her moods, um, she would much rather not have to deal with my child in any way. You know? um, sometimes Corey, too, she doesn't want to be around them. And that's her way of being petty and, you know, and how to, how to punish us in some type of way. So like when she's feeling upset, she's like, I don't want anything to do with the kids. I know I'm supposed to babysit today, but you know what, I don't want it. Um, and, that, and that is her ammunition that she can use towards us, but um, uh, mostly me. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Has that changed or improved in time? I'm hoping it, it has improved. Um, in, in some cases, yes, because uh, I, like I said, I keep myself away from her as much as I can so that um, I don't, cause anything just with my presence um <clears throat> and it's been cool you know i try to uh i try to keep to myself and do my own thing on my floor of the house and the only thing i asked when we first purchased the house is that um you know i respect my space downstairs and ever since then she stopped coming downstairs she doesn't come to my half of the house and there's been no issues so but um Really, I'm, I, I don't want to paint the picture that everything's all good um, <clears throat> with her at all. Um, I don't think it ever will be, especially because I she didn't accept me from the beginning. She's she doesn't accept me now. So, um, but um, I think the space is really it's what's really helping for sure. Especially the fact that I had to add a, uh, a lock to the downstairs half of the house so she could understand the boundary there. Um, but yeah, pretty much all I can really say. Yeah, man. Thank you for your honesty with that, man. Because I know it's oh. tough. Yeah, it's tough. Old credits. Jesus. I was yeah, and I know a few people actually mm -hmm. that when they invited their, like, you know, their, their significant other's mom or, or parents into their, they kind of also felt that they didn't have that freedom and that, you know, they felt sort of like a stranger in their own sort of home, like what you mentioned, right? Which is sad, right? Um, and I wonder, every time I hear something like that or if somebody mentions something like this and, say, and says like, oh, uh, I don't know when, like, you know why this is like this. I always try to find a way to, you know, to figure out why that could be. And I know the language barrier is a huge part of it, right? Because you really can't communicate with someone and actually have a nice conversation and figure out what their values are and where like, you know, and where you can meet in the middle and be like, you know what, okay, this is what we agree on and then let's grow from here, right? That's the, that's difficult, man. It's also, it's also so I can explain more and give some context uh, for those listening. Um, she's deaf, so she can only speak through sign language, um, communicate with sign language. She can speak. Um, she was taught to speak, but she cannot hear, so she communicates through sign language. So there are some mo certain moments when Rachel and I are you know, game planning, some renovation in the bathroom or just talking about work um, and she feels left out. So then, you know, there's a little sense of, uh, she is an older lady. So there's a little paranoia in her. Oh, what are you guys plotting? You guys are plotting against me. You guys are talking in secret um, and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it's, it's hard. It, it's, it's hard to deal with, but you know, we're taking it day by day um, and trying to figure out what the next move is in that situation. Um, but yeah, it's it. It's not like it's a language that's easy to learn. There are some things that I've learned to try and communicate with her with, and she can read lips. Oh yeah. Um, mm -hmm. in certain situations, yeah. Um, yeah, that's 
yeah, because if you think something like, you know, home, are you talking about putting me in a home? It's like, no, no, no. We want to, you know, we yeah, want yeah, you to yeah. come. Fix, right? We want to fix the home. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We want to fix the home. We want to fix the home. I got to be honest, man. You, you are, you're really missing out on a great opportunity to have a lot of fun with that. Um, I would just be speaking gibberish in the middle of sentences, just so she goes, what the fuck? Just, you know, like, hey, how was your day? Cock-a-doodle-doo. You know? Just mess with her all day and day. You know? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if that was a great idea because I'm definitely going to do that now. <laughs> ain't got enough no problems, bro. That's, 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 that's not going to help relationship at all. I'm just going to walk up to her and just be like, telephone, backseat, car, front door? Yeah. <laughs> and she's right? like, huh? You know, I, mean, I mean, she's got to learn. On the next podcast, Joelle. I mean, she's got to learn that even hearing people need privacy, too, you know? Even if she could hear, we tell her, hey, stop listening so we can have a conversation. Um, yeah, at least, yeah, you guys, yeah. at least you guys could get busy and not be like, you know, worried about like, you know, like <laughs> offending anybody. And, she feels like, she feels vibrations very well. Oh my god, this is missionary. Oh no, this is not uh, all right. Uh, um, that's also another thing uh, I can relate is that, um, you know, we're all raised differently. So she raised her kids differently and she doesn't agree with certain things that I do or don't do, like I'm me cooking and me. Me cooking and cleaning or being home with the kids is a problem for her. And she looks at Rachel a different way and says, oh, um, you're lazy. You depend on Joelle too much to take care of the kids. And it's just like we broke, you know, we broke those things, those, those uh, limitations in this generation. We don't we don't go that way anymore. You know, like that, that's how that's how you guys communicate and um, help each other. Like imagine if Rachel, who's a full-time NYPD officer, has to come home every day to the kids and I'm just lounging around. You know, that's not how it works. Exactly, yeah. It, but that's what I'm talking about, that mentality, right? Like that old school yeah, stuff yeah. that you're like, old school. no, we need to like have a conversation about this. And sometimes when it's like that, it helps to have the point of view of your partner to kind of just support you and be like, you know, this is what it is. And we have like a story like that with um with my mom, actually, and, and Melissa. I, don't know if, I think I might have told a couple of you guys where uh, my mom wanted to give um, uh, my son the baby water. And Melissa was like, no, you can't. It's, he's nursing. That's all he's doing. That's it. And she was like, no, but she, he could also have water. And she was like, no, you cannot have water, actually. He's nursing. And this was in front of like the whole, like we went to like a get together. And she did, my mom decided to just pull this out of anybody. And why wouldn't you want, like you're like depriving your kid of water. So then my wife had to pretty much and this is one of the first and only times that i've seen her kind of step up to her and be like i guess again it, it took having a kid right and be like this is why you can't have water his stomach is this big if you fill it with water it's not going to be getting the nutrients that it gets from my breast milk and the bread you know so like and she kind of broke it broke it down and i was just in the corner so she would understand right yeah, so exactly but the thing is that it was in she had to do it because she kept on pushing right because my mom could also be a little bit you know um, yeah, no, it's going to be what yeah. I want. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's one of those, yeah, yeah she's very sort of, uh, yeah. passionate about, you know, and I get it. It's okay. Yeah. So, and, but I was just on the corner like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, mom. That, I mean, she's a nurse and I, from what I've studied in public health, that's exactly what it is. So, you know, she, she kind of felt like a little bit, I don't know, one of the only times that I saw her kind of level up a little bit because until there, she was kind of just like, Melissa was mainly kind of just taking, you know, what my mom was doing. Whatever your mom wanted. But it was one right. of the only times that she kind of just stepped up and and yeah my mom just backed down because he was like oh i guess you know but it was in front of our whole like 
our our family not even melissa's family like our family and yeah so that was like a boss move to be honest i was like oh snap okay don't mess with her all right good <laughs> so yeah that's a mom, mom's taking care of their babies right that's what happens you know they're gonna do what they gotta do for their kids you know that instinct takes over yes yeah. it does Yep. And yeah. that's one thing I actually wonder, like, you know, what happens when your mom, like your, your, your significant other's mom, right, says, oh, this, this is not how you do it. This is how you do it. Right. And like, you know, oh, don't don't feel that you, you do it like this. Like, how have you been in that position, first of all? And second of all, how did you go about managing that, like navigating that, you know, interesting that could be like, you know, because that's, you know, usually you would want your your your, your partner's living another to actually come step up and be like, this is why, and have a rational, you know, explanation for what, why this is happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, any, any insights on anybody? Uh, actually, um, no. Uh, you, you mean, you mean try to, try to raise my kids and then somebody else try to step in that thinks he knows? Yeah, I, but it, no, like, uh, okay, so give me, some, give me something from like, like as simple as, oh, boys shouldn't play with dolls or, and uh, something like, let's say a bit something. more serious, like, oh, don't vaccinate your kids because they're putting oh. a microchip in there. I got something. Like, you know, something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, I got something. So one night, um, Corey is um, eating her dinner and I'm hearing her fussing with her grandmother because she doesn't want to eat anymore. Um, she's saying, I'm tired. I don't want to eat anymore. And I hear them going back and forth, uh, the grandmother and Corey. Um, and I know Rachel was trying to sleep for work. She had a very, very early um, tour that she had to get to at 5 a.m. Um, so I didn't want to bother her. So I went and went to handle the situation. I sat down. And something that I did with my son um, that I'm doing with Corey is talking. So I'll talk to her and calm her down from her, her little frantic state. And I'm like, Corey, tell me what's wrong. What happened? She's like, I don't want no more. I want to go to sleep. And I said, okay, so... I can put the food away and you can eat it later. And then we, and I can get you ready for bed and we can go to bed. She was like, but I don't want to go to bed. And I said, but you need to make a deal with me. Either you can finish all your food and then you can go to bed later, or you can go to bed now because you're not eating because you're tired. So I'm having this conversation with her. And then um, mother-in-law just looks upset. Like she was visibly upset when I looked at her and she looked at me and she was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm fed up. So she just grabs Corey by her arm and drags her to Rachel and throws her on top of Rachel. And she's like, oh, be a mom. Do what you got to do. And I'm just like, huh? What, what's going on? So basically, she didn't want me to parent my child. And she wanted Rachel to wake up out of her sleep while she's supposed to be sleeping for work um, and do motherly duties. And it, it was something that it was hard for me to communicate to my mom. Like, I'm her father. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you just did was just disrespectful in the sense that you're not allowing me to be the parent I'm supposed to be. You know, and she's like, I don't want him to parent his child. I want you to do it. And that's somewhere, uh, that's one of the things. Dude, I was, I had read, one of the first things that I read when I was about to become a dad was that how emasculated, like, guys felt when, you know, they were to, like, hold their kid or something, like, because then somebody, anybody would come up and be like, oh, that's not how you do it, right? And then they would show, and they would keep on doing this, even though they were doing it, like, correctly after a while, right? Because everybody learns, that's fine. But, but it didn't end with that. It, it, it kept on going with feeding time. It kept on going with how you're, you know, playing with them. It kept on going with like, so it made them feel sort of inadequate and, and almost inadvertently feel like they're not a good parent because you have like, well, they were in a particular culture that pretty much said, this is not your thing. This is not what you're, what, what you were kind of 
born to do or supposed to do, like whatever, right? Right, that men and don't so, know exactly, how, to, how to raise kids. Right, exactly, and, right? You know. Exactly. So they were trying to change that mentality, right? And saying like, you know, no, guys could be nurturing too, right? And right. and it stems from like a deep, and when you look at it, it stems from a deep, deep sense of like, you know, other, you know, things. But going back to what uh, Joel was saying, right? It's, it must have, I, I probably would have felt angry. I would have been like, not only because you're like pretty much just throwing my kid away it's from blatant. me exactly no but it's blatantly saying you're not a good parent you're not parenting well as opposed to like maybe taking somebody to the side and be like what about this but the other thing was that grabbing your your child and and taking her from you and putting your other and your and your partner's you know uh like like bed and she was like resting and all that like like no consideration <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah all i know is that the, if yeah, my mother and would have done that I would have felt that I probably would have had a really big discussion with her, like nicely. But Melissa probably would have yelled at her because she would because Melissa works at night, right? So mm -hmm. her sleep is sacred. Um, mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. you know Rachel's is that, too. If if somebody were to I remember my friend Danny calling me at one time at like at night and she waking up and me like somebody better fucking be dead because nobody should be calling you at this time. And I'm like, all right. But anyways, but I completely man, I hey, like it's 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 it happens. It, it happens. was a it was a difficult situation because uh, um, when when she took her to Rachel and threw her on top of the bed, she stood in front of me like this, with her arms stretched out wide, her legs wide, covering the hallway, saying, "No, you're not going in there. Let Rachel take care of it. You're not going in there. Leave her there." And while she's saying this, she's yelling at me. Mind you, she's deaf, so she doesn't have that volume control. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She doesn't know how loud she can be. She's like visibly, and like, she's not. She, it looks crazy to me. So I was like, you know what? Fine. Uh, I walked away. Um, yeah. Once I heard her go you know to her room, I just like, I, I snuck in there, grabbed my daughter, I went downstairs. And um, all I hear is her from the top of the stairs. I guess she realized that I took Corey from her. Uh, from Rachel and then she's like yelling at me from the stairs like oh you don't listen to me I told you don't take her you never listen to me um, and then something yeah. that it caused a whole commotion I had I, the only way I could communicate her, with her through text I had texted her the following day you know through Connor Collected and I said um, I, I have no way to communicate with you for you to understand so I'm going to text it to you don't take this in any other way and I said there are three things you need to realize I am Tori's father that's number one Number two, you are not my mother. You are Rachel's mother, right? So I don't necessarily have to listen to you. I will respect you and listen to you when you have something to say that, you know, that I can respect, but I don't respect the fact that you don't respect me as a parent. And third of all, there are boundaries. If I'm parenting my child, do not step in. You understand? Um, she didn't take that well. And her and Rachel had a whole discussion and argument about that. But yeah. that was the only way I can, you know, like, I don't understand what else you want me to do. So it's like, this is the only way I can communicate with her. And that's the way I, uh, that's what I told her. <clears throat> yeah, Joel, uh, your situation comes to healthy dose of crazy. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 I have a zero filter when it comes to that subject. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, no, I, I I can't relate in that sense of, uh, of crazy in-laws. I have two wonderful in-laws who love and adore uh, my children to a point where I feel uh, kind of 
out of place when they're around. You know, to the point where it's like they love them so much. I'm like, yo, I don't, I love my stepchildren, but it's nothing compared to how much they love these children and how much they're willing to do for them. And coming from a household where I had grandparents who really sucked, uh, mm-hmm. I find it very strange <laughs> to, ha- to 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 watch these wonderful grandparents with their grandchildren and their interactions and everything. And so it puts me a little at odds. You know, I I don't know how to. How to, how to put those together because in my opinion grandparents should ignore the way the way I was raised was they ignore you as much as possible or they dote on one and take from the other you know and, they love uh, you they like they love you from a distance like an uncle usually does like an uncle no an uncle, no 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 mine just no my, my no, grandparents were worse <laughs> <laughs> no they didn't love me. my uncles and my the, the uncles and aunts that that were around us we're very, very loving and affectionate, um, but our grandparents were. Our grandparents, not so much. Not so much, you know. Um, I have and, never. Uh, hold, on, hold on, bro. Hold on. I have never had a full conversation with my grandfather until he until he was gone. Never talked to him about anything. Once or twice, hey, how you doing? I said, never got a, a a Christmas card, birthday card, anything. Like that. It was it was always the neighbors. Always my 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 my, my uncles. His other nieces and other nephews. I'm like, okay, that's you know, my grandmother too. Never really talked to her like that, you know. But yeah, so so it's strange to have grand, you know, my in-laws who are really good grandparents, and they go the extra mile. They take my kids out to the park. They take my, you know, they take them to baseball practice. Drop them off anywhere. Taught my daughter how to drive. Um, there's a lot going on there, and uh, you know. So it's it's, it's it, that's really where I have my my conflict of issue is that like I feel like I'm kind of pushed off the side like you know I don't feel like as good a parent as they are at being grandparents, you know. So that's that's uh that's where I stand with them. You've gone but, from uh, mother-in-law to grandparents. <laughs> well, my, well now now specifically my mother-in-law, um she's wonderful, you know, and uh, although there is a big language barrier, I don't I barely speak Spanish and she speaks a little she speaks better English than I speak Spanish, honestly. Um, but there's still uh, uh, a lot left to be learned on both sides. But um, I do feel like there are times where I have a cheerleader in her. I, I've never felt criticized. Uh, I think only one time we had an issue where she kind of gave me a dirty look and I kind of had to like, you know, hold me you know, kind of bare my chest and say, no, I'm making a decision on this one. And, we had a conflict there, uh, it, and it was because at the time my my wife and the, and my stepchildren were living in the same building as my in laws, and we were at the in laws' apartment, same floor, about maybe fifty feet. The doors were apart. The apartments were mm-hmm. fifty feet apart from each other, and my daughter wanted to play "Happy Birthday" on the trumpet for my wife, so I said, "Well, we'll get your trumpet." And so my daughter got up and ran to the apartment to go get the trumpet. And my mother-in-law, you know, she came out of the kitchen. She's like, where, where, where's she going? And she runs to the apartment. She's like, alone? You know, and she's, so I said, yeah, she'll be fine. She, she's not going to be fine. You know, she got mad that I would allow our 14-year-old daughter to run 50 feet across the hall to go and grab her trumpet and come back that. without supervision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, 
it was just a moment there where she kind of gave me this look like, you know, like, how dare you? And I was like, no. Like, and I, I even told her, I, I had to look it up on Google to translate it. I basically told her, I said, if you always tell her she's in danger, how will she ever feel safe? Mm-hmm. You know? And I, 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 my, my thing with children has been since they were little is about getting them to grow a little more on their own. Um, right now, my wife and I have been going through it with our, our son, Tristan. And uh, although there are times where he kind of takes a little too much of a step, um, I'm, I'm proud of that. But I'm always trying to get her to kind of relax with him and let him grow a little more. Um, I've been teaching him to survive alone in like 10-minute increments. You know, <laughs> just try to build that up, you know. The biggest thing is uh, uh, now he, he can go to the store two blocks away and get a sandwich and walk back by himself, right? And my logic is, well, if he can go to the store, you know, take a 10-minute walk to and from the store and be perfectly fine and safe, then I can be 10 minutes late to pick him up from school because <laughs> 10 minutes is 10 minutes no matter where you are. You know, he's on the basketball court in front of school. He's playing basketball. He's going to be fine. You know, so, but she gets so mad when I'm 10 minutes late to pick him up. You know, even though I don't think it's a set schedule to be picked up on things, you know, you have a time frame. Uh, yeah. but, the, but how we, you know, that my, my mother-in-law especially is very protective of the children, very, very uh, keep the kids safe at all costs, do whatever you have to do to keep the kids safe. And I'm very much like, no, they can take bumps and bruises. They'll be all right. They're, they're going to come out of this stronger. It's going to be better in the long run, you know? Right. So as they're in, in, in as good or very close to the condition in which they, 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 they came in as they are going out, you know? <laughs> Dude, absolutely. And I don't know what it is about grandparents. Do they? Let me just tell you this. You guys know my daughter, Layla, six years old. She's in Taekwondo. She likes mm-hmm. bars and all that, right? My grandmother would have never let her daughter, like my, my wife, oh, do, no that, way. do that ever. Like, I don't think. Um, and she was a very pretty. And, and now I have, you know, talks with her and she was like, you know, I wish I would have been more a- athletic and I, I wish I would have been more um, like uh, able to try out these things. Right. And sometimes I see that with my mother-in-law. Those are some things that we discuss also. Right. And when Lucas is going to try something and I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to fall. I'm like, he'll be all right. Like, it's one of those things mm-hmm. of like, you know. You know, I'm, like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm looking at the fall. If he were to fall, you know, he would learn. Like it wouldn't be like permanent damage or anything. But right. you know, but it's one of those things that you're. When we talked about calling and just trying to say like, is it too much? And until oh, yeah. when is that going to be like, you know, in, at what point is that detrimental, right, to to the development of your of your kid, especially when it comes to the mentality of like, you know, safety and uh, and resiliency, right, and like, you know, mm-hmm. being able to pick like be allowed to fail and be okay with that because that's not right you know identity. i, I that's think not, that's so you know, important exactly right right in the pressure of putting on a child like they have to do it right you know that things have to come out perfectly it it takes away the the it, it adds so much fear to the process of learning and trying something you know um like a uh I'm big, I tell my wife and my kids all the time, so the only way to make a good steak is to make a bunch of bad ones, you know? You're going to make a good pancake, you got to burn a few to get to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, when my son was learning how to make uh, hamburgers, you know, I showed him a couple of times how to make a hamburger, and then the next time we were sitting down in the living room and I want a hamburger. Like, okay, go make a hamburger. I'll show you how to do it. And my wife is, oh, go, go with him. I'm like, no, 
Well, he's going to burn it. Well, let him burn it. <laughs> you know, you got to make a bad, you got to learn how to do it. You know, yeah, exactly. the and now he likes crispy let hamburgers. Him, Look at that. Okay. Let him, have, let, him have a, let, let him have a shitty hamburger and say, okay, I think I overcooked this one. And let him have a shitty one. This was a little underdone, you know. Yeah. Let him go through that process. Yeah. You know, that's how we get there. Yeah. You and, know? I think, uh, and I think that's what it is. I think you're right. It's just that it's that thought of like, I want to protect my kid. And sometimes parents have it too, right? Because I don't want them to fail as much as I did, or I don't want them to feel, you know, defeated. I mean, sometimes we forget that mm-hmm. that feeling is it, like overcoming that feeling is the win, right? That's the right. that's, exactly. that's the, the gold, right? Yeah. Kind of like when you ask teachers, like, you know, like what's the win when you have like a kid, like, you know, maybe do an essay or whatever. It's like having them pick up a pencil and actually write, that's the win. Whatever yeah. comes out of that, it's like, you know, it might be a B, might be a C, might be an A, whatever. But the win, mm-hmm. the real win is that you actually did it. So that's yeah. the- so, Yeah. yeah. So, oh man. So going I back to, to that, go to that with my son, yeah. I had to go to that with my son a bunch of times like, to get him to, to just try and come out of that shell. You know, even when we go to basketball practice, um, we would get there early and then somebody else would be on the court. Like I'm talking like a full court and there's like one other kid on the court and he doesn't want to, he didn't want to get on the court because someone else was there. You know, I was like, go shoot the ball. Go just get out there. You know, don't hide over here. Go and do your thing. You're good. Experience. Embarrass yourself. Mess up. You know, that's, that's what life's about. Go and experience those things. Um, and that's, yeah, and so that's that, tough, though. That's so important. Yeah, it is important. But I know that when, when you, especially when you have teenagers, that, you know, that social capital is huge, right? And whatever yeah. feelings they feel, they're completely valid. And I get it. But I, but I also, we also know that they capital. have to push, right? That, like, that pushing is, is key, yeah. as Carlos was saying. Um, but it's like that's the but eventually he's loud and he takes risk in video games right that he took to go all over he's all over that there's oh, a right? filter there yeah. there's, there's a barrier yeah. there's a barrier there's such yeah. a barrier between you and the rest like, of the world they don't exactly. see you right. you're a screen name you have all everything you need to be incognito really and right, right. uh that's that's what allows that um another thing that i i find that a lot of people have when it comes to wanting you know they don't want their kids to fail and make mistakes and feel bad um, is because, and I feel it's so overrated. Um, they really like when their kids experience joy. And I find that to be so overrated sometimes. <laughs> like, I don't need to see my kid happy all the time. I don't, I, I love it, but I don't need to see my kids super happy all the time because that's not life. You well, know, the thing is, is also that <laughs> you, your joyful moments would be that much more like joyful. If yes, you had, yes, yes, yes. You know, oh, sad yeah. moments to compare them to. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. so that way, you know, you, but you just want to make sure. But I mean, I get it. I mean, I know that, for instance, okay, going back to homework, what Jason was saying, right? Because I also have problems mm-hmm. with like homework with, with these kids over here. Like, I know why, like, you know, like, and that's another sort of like, just out of curiosity, how do you handle that, Jason? Well, I told her for this. That was the third time you, you you heard me say, "Okay, I love a unicorn, but I need you to go do your homework right now." And um, it was the third time I had already mentioned, "Do go do your homework," you know. So it's it's kind of like it's rough because you're like, "Look at this cute, adorable thing riding her unicorn through the house," but needs to get your homework done, bro. <laughs> like I love it, and she gave me the face like, eh, "I don't want to do that." Eh. Well, I'm sorry, you gotta do it, bro. It's not, you know. <laughs> I love it, but you gotta go do your homework. If you don't do your homework, then the unicorn is gonna get parked for the night, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> and you're gonna get parked in the bed, you know. And um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the thing, like also, like I, I think 
unfortunate here. Uh, like, you know, there's a difference between having your in-laws and living with your in-laws. And then there's also, you know, and there's parenting styles and there's all these, all these different things. And uh, one thing living with living with my in-laws, we haven't had too much um, interference as far as parenting styles go. Uh, they've been more like the really good, the really good backup. Like, you know, we're the parents and they're the backup parents, you know, um, and where and when we need their help, then there's usually there's been no problem. You know, they they'll step up and they, I haven't had any issues where it's like, oh, you're not doing this right. You should do something this way. Like we haven't had any issues like that. You know, I, OK, I um, say, I, yeah. OK, good, good. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was saying before, like where the biggest issues arise is just in in terms of living styles and um and how you go about doing things and, and they, the way things were done in your house versus the way that things are done in their house. And as mm-hmm. I live with my in-laws, but it's, it's their house, you know, and I don't, I mean, I, yes, it's my house. When I come home, I'm like, oh, I'm home. you know what I mean? But this is not my crib, you know? So, mm-hmm. and, um, but it's a good thing because there's a level of respect that comes with that because of, you know, all it's one huge thing that they've been doing for us. And they allowed us to come here and live here and, and be, and be here with us. And, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but in the end, it's like, you know, in the, and the funniest of matters is that I can't walk around in my drawers, bro. So <laughs> that's, I the miss thing. that very much. I miss that very much. I do. I do. I do. Good for you. She, she's, yeah, she nobody wants she's... to look at you, bro. That's why. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the worst, one of the worst things yeah, it's, 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 it's stuff it's like that that you would do normally <laughs> in your own house that you won't really you know it's like i can't come back i'm not gonna do that you know what i mean and I also privacy it. issues and also the you know the door is closed but the door is closed but you know through the wall you know what i mean it's my bedroom but you know what i mean right so um there's those know. issues too like living that. with in-laws so um like we've been fortunate enough where we haven't had parenting parenting interference, but uh, you know the hardest part is just adjusting. It's very tight in here, as you can see. The playground mm-hmm. is over there, yep. and my wife's nightstand is over there, and you know it's just tight here right now. And it's getting to the point where it's like, uh, like you know, my son's eleven, like he's huge, and my daughter, like they need their own space. So we're getting to the point now where it's just like I'm, I'm here, like it's time to go. Like even whether they come with us or not, it's just we need space, you know. The, you know, my mother-in-law is very good. She's just, you know, she comes, she goes to work, she works late, she come home and she's in her room all day long sewing or doing whatever she needs to do, whatever it is. You know, my father-in-law, he's at work all day long and he comes and falls asleep in his chair in like 10 minutes, you know, so like, yeah, yeah. And then he's up at 12 o'clock at night or 1230 at night when it's like, yo, like I'm trying to like get it in right now. Can you go to bed, bro? Like, <laughs> so, so, but those are the He's biggest things like that. Yeah. that I deal with uh, here as far as it goes. But like I, I said, wanted... we're the parents and they're the, they're the really great backups. So, you know. That's good, man. Because um, no, the only reason I was asking was because I think out of all the different sort of like topics or subjects that, you know, we could probably discuss, I think education and doing homework and like, you know, in that sense, that would be the, the thing that would make me lose my shit because I would like, you know, Cause I'm, I'm pretty big into that into like, you know, so if my, let's say mother-in-law came to me and said, you know what, you're not doing this right. Let me do it. I'm like, I'm, that's where I would be like, all right, we, I need to like control my emotions. <laughs> so that's why I was asking about the homework. All right, go ahead, Richard. I'm sorry. Well, okay. Here's an interesting topic. Now I just, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody. Every time I, I bring, want to bring up a topic 
I pre pre as a good pre, I, I I talk it over with my coworkers first, see if it's a good topic to talk about. Back um, with the exception of of Jason and, and Mark and I'm sorry and and Thomas, the very first episode of this top podcast was about discipline, right? Remember that it was about disciplining, and this is a this is going to be an argument and, and debate right now. Do you are you guys okay with other family members disciplining your children? Yes. What do you You're mean? Okay I mean, yeah. I mean, You're if okay I end up having you? a no, that's, problem that's with the fine, way they discipline it, then that's but, a but story. what do you mean, like, yeah, like, 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 like physical? Yeah. Okay. Hey, no, listen, like, hear me out. Physical right, or not? Well, I've, well, okay. Look, I'm not. I'm not for abusing your kids, but I have had to smack, and I, my brother, you've been smacked. College, you've been smacked many times. Yeah. Parents took it to kids as long, as long as it's not abusive. Yeah. I don't remember any of my my family. Yes, I do remember family members hitting me. Yes. Uncle Bob. Yeah, yeah, my no, uncle I mean, Bob. My, I, my, I think it's okay to an extent. I think it's okay too. Like if you're disrespectful to to your grandmother, yes, you, my, yeah. like my mother-in-law has that. Smack like, the shit out of what the hell's exactly. going on. Oh, yes. thank you, Tom. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. Even, yeah. I even yeah. have yeah. my, I even have my brother, like if he sees something that's going on wrong, we're like, yo, dude, just, you know, make sure that you let them know, like, you know, because we're learning, we're like a family. When it comes to like physical, like I usually don't like doing that, but I don't think I've only done it in like maybe well, I, a few times, only to kind of reset them. And this one, they were like younger, so that they don't like jump out a freaking window or something. Like you know, one of those. I things. understand that. Yeah, if I don't hit my kids, you shouldn't. Yeah, 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 but I, you know, like I, my my wife has hit me. We have hit them. Yeah, my wife more than me, you know. But I like if if they step out of line to one of my my siblings, you well, they're adults now. They can't do that. But if they're smack, they're smack in the face and whatever, you know, it's fine. I well, my. <laughs> My wife, I don't know, has I don't know family if you know that's it, but yes, I know that. Yeah, yeah, right. There's a, there's I'm a, not entirely really sure yeah. about my uh, my brother in law and his household if they if they physically discipline their kids, but um, my only experience with this has been uh, one time my in laws, the kids were in the house, and the youngest boy at the time was biting the other, my biting all the other kids and cursing at them. So I put him in timeout, and timeout was sit next to uncle on the couch and watch Toy Story. That's a great fucking timeout in my opinion. It's uh, <laughs> an awesome timeout. And I, I got nothing but dirty looks and there was a phone call that came in later. Like, why is, why is he putting my son in timeout? And they did not like it at all because like, he was being a pain in the ass and he needed some time out, out of the group so he could stop being, doing that to them because he was causing problems. But his punishment was to sit down and watch TV with me. You know, hey, I, I'm that. down for timeouts. I'm like, yeah, you want to read? Like, yeah, yeah, of course. If you're acting a fool, yeah, somebody could put like your teacher could pull you over and be like, we had to put him in the corner just for a second because he was acting out, biting, uh-huh. biting another kid. Right. Like this right. could be a lawsuit for me. And yes, of course, please right. stop. Right. But we see, <laughs> so we see how the difference in opinion on like, oh, you really like there's, there's don't they don't hit my kids, kids because I don't yeah. hit them, and then there's don't say anything, don't don't take away my child's joy. That's the, don't take away my child's joy. Yeah. And there's like there levels of everything too, you know? Like, so mm-hmm. I think That's my right. daughter, she likes um her favorite thing is is uh, is the slamming the door thing, you know. I'm upset, I'm I'm gonna go slam the door. I'm going to my room, I'm gonna slam the door. Slamming the door is, is sometimes it's like the more you give it acknowledgement, the more they know it affects you, you know, because it's kind of like mm-hmm. a statement, like it's kind of like saying, like, 
You know what I mean? I'm slamming my door. I slammed a few doors. In so, <laughs> so it's like, like I try not to give that too much, too much attention. It's when slamming the door causes something to fall down from the wall and break. You know, like there's levels to everything, and then that's when you come yeah, in and say, yeah. "What are you doing here? Like this is not appropriate. Yeah. We don't, we don't act this kind of way." You know, now you're getting your time out for that. You know what I mean? Or you're getting privileges taken away from it. There's always levels to everything. You know, yeah. you're absolutely. So, but right. um, yeah, you know, yeah. So I, what's what's uh. What's the furthest you've gone in the levels? Because do you? I I completely agree with you. There are levels to things. Sometimes you, you don't want to give it too much and be like, yeah, be be angry over there. When you're ready to speak, we'll talk. That's fine. It's one of those things, right? But yeah, pretty much. I mean, as far as physically goes, like yeah, like you know, I mean, my father was one who came from a household of like eight kids. You know, Puerto Rican, raised in the Melrose projects, and my grandmother was a back scratcher. You know, grabbed the belt, whatever is nearby, kind of late on on his side you know uh yeah you know so you know he he kind of came from that kind of that kind of growing up and when i was younger he still you know like it was still in practice in his mind you know um but then my parents split when i was like 13 so my brother was like seven at the time um so you know and then after that that was like that was like kind of like the end of it you know as as, as time started going by that i mean that was it he's not around so much anymore so my brother's not gonna see that kind of you know, like that kind of reprimands and stuff like that, you know? And um, my mother, she was just one where it was like, if you, you had to really piss my mother off for her to take you and grab you by the arm and dig your, dig her nails. in, You know, like I, it had to be like, I had to really piss her off, you know? Um, but like, as far as I go, and as far as, you know, Rocky goes, we don't really, you know, we know other ways, better ways to yeah. hurt her. You know, when you when you don't get to watch YouTube for the rest of the week, now you got a problem. Because I was going to say, you know what I mean? That, that now you got me, a problem. Yeah, that, that's, that's, the, that's the upper level. Like, I'll take your phone and your, like, switch. You're the meanest person that's in the it. world. Like, exactly. You're so like, mean. you're done. Yeah. You're done. Uh-huh. And it works. It just, I think it just works better, bro. It works better. And I don't want to hurt my kids. Like, why do I want to hurt my kids? Like, like I help make you, bro. Like, I put back money and time and effort and love. And, like, I don't need to hurt you. Like, I'm good on that. So there, there are other, other ways, anyways, but yeah. What about you, Tom? <laughs> it's, it's, oh, given that, uh, Tom, you live with your mother-in-law, so like, yeah. when it comes to disciplining, do they ever get in like the way or like, even not in the way, but maybe they talk to you after, be like, you know, should be a little kinder with them. No, no, no. Because I have gotten they, that. They don't. Like, yeah. No, they don't. They don't. She doesn't get involved or anything like that. And the, my, my parents downstairs, they're, they're old school, so they're, they're okay with whatever. Should have hit him, you know, like you should have yeah, hit him. Yeah, just smack him, you know, like that's how they are. So they don't got no problem with punishments, you know. Not condoning any yeah. of this in but, case any of you guys want to call ACS on us, do not. You know, oh, this is right. I, I think but that my, one guy I, in I, Finland, I, like, dude, like, we're good. We're good. Especially, <laughs> I, I think my grandparents thought my parents were soft on us. <laughs> not for, for, me, it's, <laughs> for me, it's like, uh, it depends on the situation. And also the levels of discipline. So it's like, um, I grew up with no limits on discipline um, for me. But for my kids, like something that I'm doing with Corey is I think I only spanked her once. It was really on her hand. Um, but I try not to be the one to spank Corey, you know. Um, and then when it comes to Zayden, um, <clears throat> his spanking comes with disrespect. Everything else, every other punishment is mostly like taking things away, uh, giving him a chore list like he has his own chore list but then we exaggerate when it's time for punishment now your chore list is three times as well um 
but uh, when it comes to the spanking, it's literally all about respect. And when it comes to family members disciplining, um, depending on who it is, you know, there's levels to everything, um, especially if it's like the babysitter, like my mother-in-law and my mother or their uncle and aunts that they spend a lot of time with. It really depends on that. Yeah, that's true. Like, <clears throat> I, I do know, like, some parents, right, that would. OK, so like when somebody's acting really messed up acting up in, in class right kids in there whatever maybe running into the mirror about to break it and, and dojo i'm talking about right mm -hmm. and man tells you like no go sit in the corner do whatever right i know some parents would probably be like, are out there that would be like no that's not right you shouldn't be doing that whatever i'm of the opinion that if they're doing that in your place you you have the absolute right to tell them to sit the hell down and cut the hell out <laughs> so so it's yeah so i don't yeah. know like you know so when i do see that i when when i see that there's a, a rationale for it when i do see like the reasoning for it right and to me that's not like you know something major that's just trying to get uh, a kid to kind of reset and come down a little bit coming again from a, a place where my dad used to drink and he beat the crap out of me right so uh, not all the time but he he actually did he give me bruises in my ears so like it's one of those like things that i'm like that's not so bad like you're it's if you're acting up about to break somebody's like home, they should be able to tell you, you know, would you mind just please have a seat and have like a little time to like, and watch, and watch Toy Story, yeah. right? Yeah, right. <laughs> watch, watch Toy, Toy Story, Story with yeah. like with Coach Carlos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, compared to what I mean, this is not so bad, but compared to what I used to do in the dojo, um, you know, like I said, uh, working with Lucas, and this is not to say, oh, Lucas is a bad kid, um, but it's when I realized I've lost a lot of my patience. And I needed to take a break from working with the little ones. Um, that he made me realize. I even looked up at you and your wife, and I said, "I think I just lost this ability right now." Yes. Um, that is not a negative reflection. That is not a negative reflection of Lucas. It is just simply like I where I was, and I was like, "Okay." With all the respect, well, he was hey, tough. No, no, no. I have, I have no problem. Joey, with that. Now, here's the thing, Phyllis. I am, <laughs> I am pretty sure that probably came out of the fact that he was. He was pretty much raised along, like with us, alongside his grandmother. And I think that's one of the reasons, because if you know, Lucas and Layla are kind of different yeah. when it comes to like the, the personality. Right? And I want to say that it's because of that. And I'm like, I wonder if he would have spent more time with us if, you know, he would have been maybe a little, uh, a different sort of like kid. But like I said, it's it's all good. It's all good, right? Right. Um, but, but on the other side of that was when, like when Joseph, my brother's youngest son, when he was Lucas's age, at, at that time, very small, um, he used to have, have a lot of uh, outbursts and he acted up in the dojo a lot. And this is before, uh, was before you guys even started dating. Um, I used to say, okay, you're really going for it and I'm not gonna hit him. But I, I used to pick him up and carry him around like a, like a stack of potatoes. And he would kick and he'd, he'd swing and I'd just say, I'm not letting go until you calm the fuck down. And then he eventually just like hang there, defeated, you know, just slung. And I wouldn't let him go until I was ready. And that's when I go sit in this chair until I tell you, you're not allowed to move. You know, some people would see that and be like, oh my God, how, how no, do you do that so, for children? No. You know, yeah. but no, that's because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, I'm not trying to break you. I'm just trying to, to get you to stop that, you know. But I guess that's the expression they use. Like when it comes to like wild stallions, you have to break them in. You know, so they understand, like, no, I'm not allowed to act this way in this scenario. 
And when he comes back, eventually he, he knew, okay, I can't act like that when I'm here. Yep. And you actually see how this affects it when affects them when they go to school. Like I knew some right. like, kids that were quote unquote entitled, you know, because of like mm-hmm. the way they were raised. You know, maybe they were like only right. child, like an only child that this and that, whatever. So they felt like everything was, you know, uh, right. supposed to be like, you know, the way that they wanted. But then when they go to school and find another kid that was like, no. And, you know, those are the kids that usually get beat up sometimes. And, and it's like, the yeah. And you, see the, and you see the kind of people they grow up to be. Yeah, exactly. You know? right. And uh, like there are people in this world who I say, you know, I, I work with a lot of people who are just like this. And I say, you've never been punched in the face before, have you? <laughs> you've never experienced uh, someone truly saying, <laughs> you know, so you're a whole different type of person. You know, that's that's why I personally, to. yeah, I like sparring because of that. I'm like, you know, it kind of humbles yeah, you a little yeah. bit to be like, you know, to be, yeah. to get hit. You're like, all right, but it brings so many other like positives too. But I'm just saying, like, it, right, that's, it that's one of them. That's yeah. one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like like getting roundhouse in the head by Sir Richie. <laughs> <laughs> now he could only that, make that'll humble, that'll humble you some. Yep. <laughs> And, it's, and, and and as a coach, there's nothing better than seeing that one kid get humbled who needs to get humbled so badly, you know, be it at a sort of it or, in, yeah. you know, at the dojo. Um, and I'm so happy to see it sometimes when, like, you know, when my students do the humbling for somebody else, you know, uh, you, you see all the time. Like, I remember Mateo, you know, my when my oldest nephew, Mateo, had his first really good tournament where he really came out of his shell and showed what he could do there was a black belt in his division who was like talking smack in the locker rooms i heard him talking smack and when he got there like, he flexed his belt at my my nephew and my nephew took him out in two seconds put, put in his chest and took him out of the match very humbling situation you know and there are times where you know even even yourself needs to be humbled you know uh, that that's good once you learn okay things change you know you gotta you can't always Think that everything revolves around you because someone's gonna stop it, you know. Dude, I'm older now. Every time I get out of bed, it's freaking like my back, like how I feel. (laughs) Anyway, so one quick question with the with the parents because I know you, Carlos, you were talking about like you know, um, like step parents and how like you know, and I'm wondering, I'm really wondering how what kind of parent I would would I want to have had if that was the case for me, right? One that was like Will Ferrell in that movie, like you know, like super. Oh, if you had a step parent, like if I had a step like parent, well, what kind of parent mm-hmm. would I have liked to have had? Um, keeping um, in mind, you know, everything that you know that I know, because I, I was raised by my grandparents until the age of ten, which was amazing, right? They were great, and then like from ten on, I was raised by my by my dad and, and my mom, and you know, my dad had had issues with alcohol and other things as well, so. Um, I've had both, right? So I, but I don't see my grandfather, let's say, as a, as, as someone that is like maybe that whipped, like you know, like a simp like that. He was still like a, he was very stoic, but but still like a kind person. He was really involved in the church and all that, right? So mm-hmm. I'm wondering what type of like you know extreme would I rather have, where let's say you have like someone that's like I don't know for lack of a better like explanation like a, a man's man that will probably take you hunting and maybe have you like have your first kill and like eat it or something and as opposed to somebody that's like you know gonna potpourri your room or something I don't know 
what would happen yeah what would you i don't know what like you know so like what uh where, where do we fall with this if we had to choose one extreme i'm choosing will farrell bro you just asked me if i'd like will farrell to be my dad that's great that is fantastic that is i some, Listen, of, you, some of you have seen me watch elf yeah. <laughs> she, she see me watch elf okay you knew my pick right away <laughs> I am a Will big fan of Will Farrell. I really am. I'm just wondering how I would, but honestly, if I had to choose an extreme, it would probably be that, like the, the over supportive, like you know. Yeah, he'd probably. Like I'd probably get annoyed by it, like just being like a teenager, kind of like annoyed by his parents, kind of in a way. But you know, he he was great, like you know, in general, you know. So I, I think, uh, I think that my kids are probably like, uh, like whenever I like. I guess if I try to sit him down and say, hey, let's have, a, let's have a heart to heart. I think they're like, oh, God, he's going to not stop talking. You know, I'm pretty sure it's that. And then there are times it's like, where if I try and go, like, well, hey, we're getting some life skill right now. I'd be like, oh, please just don't do that. Why? You know, I uh, I don't think I have a very good middle ground with them. But uh, uh, I think I would have gone for the Mark Wahlberg version if I had to choose stepdad from those two options. Mark Wahlberg, because I do appreciate all the uh, the outdoorsy things that he had to offer, you know, and teaching you how to throw a proper punch and everything. Uh, my dad had that. That's, those are hints of my dad in there. You know, my dad was definitely not the Wolf Sparrow, and I would have definitely appreciated someone who was like my father. I would. I I see your point. Yeah, that, absolutely. I want to say that the reason why I chose like the other extreme would be like I think that Wolf Sparrow would be so supportive that if I were to have asked, like, you know, can I learn how to fight? He would probably try to like do it with me also. And like, you know, try to help me out in that sense or find somebody to kind of help me out. Um, not as probably as, you know, good as like Mark Wahlberg's character or whatever, but like, I think it might've been something in that sense, but I don't know. But that was my thinking. Like well, if I, I really wanted to like jump out of a plane, he would probably would find a safe way for me to do that. <laughs> no, Will Farrell yeah, would be like, I mean, there was a reason why Will Farrell was in the picture in the first place, right? You know? Uh-huh. I, uh, Mark Wobble didn't do everything right, you know? Right, right, right. right. Oh, snap. Oh, there. shots fired. Well, no, I think that my down kids the probably pipe. think I... Well, um, in, uh, I think I am kind of the Wolf Pharaoh to my kids. I'm not that crazy, you know, but I'm, I'm as disconnected from their interests as Wolf Pharaoh is from their, from his his interest in the the thing like they wanted to have more fun and he wanted everything to be super supportive and you know all this talking and they needed something else uh my son loves basketball loves basketball and as much i love watching him achieve uh in his basketball but i have no fucking idea what to do with it i don't know it's just something that i don't understand my daughter loves softball but i am so not a baseball softball person. I told you guys before my horror stories with sports growing up and I don't know what to do with it. Um, so it seems like, oh, I might seem unsupportive. It's more like I'm just so out of my element in those things. They need to teach me to, to tell them with anything like that. You know, I don't have my father's ability to pick up a ball and knock it into outfield for them. I'll swing 10 times and miss. You know, I just don't have that athletic ability that my brother and my father had, you know. Um, if they want to know about the anatomy and read a book or talk about comics or uh, movies, I'm all for it. But that's not what they're into, <laughs> you know. Or weapons. 
or weapon. It's like that, you know. But uh, so is 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 that something that you try to build with them? Is it like, hey, let's watch this game. Why don't you explain it to me so I so I can understand what's going on? Uh, like like I said, before, uh, you weren't there for those conversations. Like sports in general bring up this unpleasant feeling in me growing up, uh, sitting in a baseball field for all dang day, being there at seven o'clock for my t-ball game, and then sitting in a hot ninety degree uh, baseball field until my brother's division was over, and then the division after him was over, my father wanted to watch the game. And this is back when they allowed you to leave your kids in the station wagon with the heat. So it's just, and then having to take a shit in the field because there was, that your dad couldn't no really take you all the way to the bathroom and everything. So it just brings up all kinds of negative feelings for me and everything. Um, I understand some of the game. I took my, but my version was, okay, well, I was going to be at every game for my son. That's what I can do. And for those five minutes when the coach was late for the game, and they needed to start the game because of the tournament. I coached for five whole minutes. You know, that's you know that was the best I could do. You know, I, I, that was as much as I could do. I, I learned about the sport from watching my son play it, but I just don't know how to connect with him. And anything he wants to do with the sport, fine, we'll do it. But it's like uh, I, I built his uh, uh, his basketball hoop. You know, found the best one I could and built it for him. I'll supply you with what you need, but I don't know how to go from there with that. You know, I don't know how to run drills with you. I don't know if you're really doing well as where I see. Um, but I, I guess, yes, I could sit down and say, Hey, let's watch this game. And Hey, let's learn, you know, talk to me about it and everything like that. Um, but it's difficult. You know, I used to go to my daughter's softball games when she played for her high school. I went to her soccer games, when she played for high school. I even bought a uh, latex uh, lion mask, to be their mascot, even though I'm allergic to latex, <laughs> I bought a mask to wear at the games, you know, to show her support and everything. And I'm willing to do stuff like that. I just don't know how to uh, get more involved with them on that. Talk to them on that level. Sounds pretty good to me, man. It sounds like more than enough. Yeah. Sounds like more than I hope, enough. I hope, I hope it holds. I hope, I hope it does hold up in the future for them, you know? Yeah. Well, one day they see like, well, he tried. Right, my my dad didn't in the end? sports either. Yeah, and and it was, you know, whenever we would go to a game or something, you know, he like he wouldn't know what the hell was going on. But throughout my high school years, when I went to St. Raymond's and the teams were good and we had to go away, you know, he would go. You know, he would bring his friend who was into the sports, and then you know, I would talk with him about sports. But you know, my dad would always bring me like he didn't know what the hell was going on and. He, you know, he could care less, but he would always go and he would show his support that way. So that was something I always appreciated. But yeah, in terms of playing baseball or doing stuff like that, he never knew any of that shit. And my brother either, you know, my brother, when we would go out and do stuff, either I would bring him along and took him to his first basketball game and stuff like that. And he never knew what was going on. And, but, you know, they, they had a good time. You know, they enjoyed it, you know, so it was, it was good. It was a nice bonding experience. Mm-hmm. And I've sat in my, uh, I've taken to Mets games and I sat through a couple of things. And my brother will tell you, I, I don't like going to arenas to watch sports. I actually do have a bit of anxiety issue with large crowds. Um, but I sat there and I, you know, I'm there with my kids and they're enjoying the game. You know, and, uh, I'll, I'll definitely rip a t shirt out of somebody's hands when they catch it. You know, 
yeah, no, <laughs> those are my those are my versions of the fun part of the game. But Jason's right, man. Just the fact that you're doing it is is the thing that counts, man. Like the the because the other extreme is that you're not being interested not at, all, at all, not even doing anything at all, and, right. and that like you know that's just not 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 great. And I think every parent has like the the something that their like kid has and you're like i have to start getting interested in this just because i need to connect and find something right and i'm sure that you know i don't know like tom i'm sure you have some like because your kids are the same kids and same ages as, as as my kids right like, well, so there... tj like tj's into trains and buses and it's like i want to go downtown yeah. and just ride trains or buses right but that's all i want to do is, or i want to take videos or, or do this let's drive here i just want to take a video so it's like what you want to do what you want to do this? Like you haven't like, taken oh the God. train to work every day yet, kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I, I you don't know what the subway is like. Yeah. <laughs> but, he, but he loves it. He plans oh, our routes man. and he does all these things. And my mom takes him on ever... weekends now and he loves all that shit, you know? So every once in a while, you know, we'll do something just us or, you know, when it was COVID and all right, let's just go drive downtown so we can go into a train station and just take pictures of the trains. Like we weren't getting on the train, we would go down to Forty Second Street, and we would just find as many trains as we could find, and you know that was it was this thing, and that's what made him happy. So I wish they like, had okay. the museum back. I, I wish I wish you could see the train. Yeah, he he had already been there a couple times already. Yeah, so my great. mom and my brother had took him, so he had one when he was younger, so he'd been to that. And, you know, he goes on all the websites and he researches, and he's got all the apps on the phone, so. That's really what that's he's into. Cool, right? he's, gonna, he's gonna be like Ooh. the ultimate city planner in like fifteen years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's definitely um, potential engineer. Oh, absolutely! Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Keep up. But the thing is that I like the fact that you're still there, like you know, present, like nurturing that. Like you're like whatever it is. You know, he knows he has a dad, which is right. freaking gold, man. So well done, y'all. That's for all of y'all. Because I know, Jason, you probably go through some stuff, too. With Because I know what Layla watches. And I'm like, why are we watching this? And I'm like, I guess mm-hmm. we're watching. <laughs> yep. That's, that's um, Bori with um, some of these um, new cartoons, uh, Miraculous. and. Uh, yeah, but that's actually pretty so, good. Hold on. That's enjoyable. I, I, you know. I don't know, man. It's, it's, I don't it's know because... superheroes. You know, it's fighting the bad guy. It's enjoyable. Yes and no, because then there's there's the other one. There's the Cat Boy and um, yeah. the other show, the one with Cat Boy and, and uh, Owl Girl. Um, and then Cat Boy is not very. Uh, it's not you know. I don't know we're in a different generation, different century, but Cat Boy is not a very masculine character right. for my son and my foster son to model their life after. <laughs> Yeah, but they're going to grow up in a world that's very different than what we did. And they have to understand yeah. that people come from all different types of places and stuff. And that's all it is. It's just um, it's changing. So maybe where we had to grow up more was like, hey, look, these are Asian people. These are Spanish people. These are black people. For them now, it's like, OK, well, we come from a generation that we understand where those people are and to respect them right. and where they come from. Well, now there's levels to it. Again, there's levels to everything. And now this is we're, you're going to get introduced now to the next level because we already have come to the understanding now that whether no matter your, your color, your skin, or where you come from, you are a human being. And mm-hmm. what those shows are trying to do, they're not trying to brainwash kids or make them feel a certain way about themselves or feel a certain <laughs> hey guys, way. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta jump off. I'm sorry. Just to I understand, you know. Go ahead, bro. No worries, buddy. No worries. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so like I mean that's the only thing about stuff like that. That's all I can say. I mean, for that is it's not is obviously, you know, we all grow up feeling a different way about certain things and what our kids are exposed to. So by all means, you have every right to do it any way you want. But um they're they're not meant to demasculinize men characters right. like that. They're trying that's, to include the ones that don't feel masculine within themselves. Yeah, the, it, it's it's more about changing changing the name of the game, I guess, in a sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know, for lack of words that I could use right now. But what cartoon is this? I can check it out. Yeah, um, it's a Lady Boy, miraculous or something, a miraculous and Lady Boy. No, no, like it's the, no, not that one. I'm talking about um, the one with that has Cat Boy and Owl Girl. I just know that um, Owl Girl. Type. Okay. I think he's talking about PJ Masks, but I also know yeah, what Tom PJ is talking about. PJ Masks, okay, right, yeah. okay. I think he's talking about PJ Masks, but Tom is talking about also another cartoon that kind of takes that to the next level as well, you know, where, mm-hmm. where uh, you know, these people weren't represented in cartoons when I was growing up at all. It's like either you were, you know, either you were a Ninja Turtle and you were, you know, you were going to fight Shredder yeah. or you were a, a Cabbage Patch Kid and, you know, that's you know that's what girls were watching on Barbie or whatever it is you know where now it's now it's kind of like hey like look I watch a show called Ertigo I've been pushing this show for people to watch Ertigo for a long time it's not for everybody I get it but um uh-huh. I, sometimes I question myself and I'm like am I watching a soap opera right now because <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. so much of everything there's drama but then there's also there's also you know when they have to fight it's like you know 1200s turkey you know what i mean so they've got a lot of great fight scenes in the show also the men drama is like there is like theirs and they own it but there's still this culture that grew up whereas the man had his role and the women had their role but um but that aside it's kind of like well this is this is a really great show and meanwhile i grew up with shows where it was like the man show was like a lot of times like baywatch or macgyver or not even that. Like, or, we grew like, up on the Jetsons, where like masculinity was a huge thing, like that traditional thing. Like the guy was the guy making money, and uh, he wasn't allowing his wife to get his wallet and all that stuff. Yeah, like we just don't live that way anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for context, though, um, Jeffrey was um, Catboy for Halloween, and. Um, mm-hmm. He was doing that feline walk in his costume. And you can understand how some people didn't respond to that well. Yeah, bro. But, you know, if you love him mm-hmm. and yeah, you're yeah. cool with it, then it don't matter what anybody else thinks, really. And you don't, yeah, you don't have to explain that to anybody. If they don't get it, then they don't have to get it. It's just got to kind of mind your mind their business in a sense. And it goes a long way. And sometimes you got to make them understand, too. And then you can only get so far, though, when you have old school mentality sometimes it's hard to break the head you know to break through but you know you do what you're comfortable with you know forget what other yeah. people think really because in the I end mean, as I long mean, as they I, love I, him I who cares i let him pick the costume he, he his second costume he wanted the first costume he wanted was uh elsa and um i was okay with it but it wasn't a good idea for the halloween party we were going to for some reason to actually to get another one um, but yeah, yeah, that's hard to deal with, bro. I mean, yo, just, yeah, it's, hard. <laughs> just, it, it, it's not an easy thing because, but that's all about how the world grows and evolves and how we evolve as human beings. Like, if, if you're going to be that kind of person who is progressive like that, then 
you gotta deal with the people who aren't progressive and they have every right to be too but there's people who aren't they don't feel that way but they don't know how to kind of like keep it to themselves in a sense you know especially when you deal with a lot of very religious people sometimes too that can be a problem they grew up old school so you know but they gotta still love it right no yeah it was religious people who were commenting and i just ignored them like I'm pretty sure yeah. my mother-in-law, my mother was very religious, by the way. If let's say Lucas wanted to be, I don't know, like Elsa for like, you know, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I would just be like, all right, how much is this gonna cost? Um, but <laughs> that's that'll be my thing. Like, I really don't like I'm, I'm if you guys know me, you know I'm pretty progressive out there. Gonna have to get like, the alterations done for that. Dress. That's what I'm saying. Like, alterations, <laughs> I'm gonna have somebody like see going to like a guy, yo, you can't like overcharge me, you gotta be like like equal. Anyway, but yes, but it's more about, and I get what you're saying because I did have this discussion with somebody and it wasn't the fact that it didn't bother him, the, the fact that their kid may or may not be like, let's say bi or, or, or gay. It was more about like the shit that he's going to have to deal with that he didn't want his kid to, to, to deal with. To suffer. Right. Exactly. He just didn't want him to suffer because he knows there are assholes out there that would not understand. Right. And I guess, you know, it's more about preparing them to be able to deal with that shit that is like the the thing that we could we have to do and hopefully show them yeah. that uh, this is a safe space and this is your support right and you're always going to have this but you know but there are going to be some people out there um you know going back to you know old school mentality going back to like religious like you know views whatever that are going to make it difficult for you you know but just know that that's that and this is here and you're loved here you you know you're happy here you're yeah. here so then, and I know what I'm saying, and I get it. Like, you know, because let's say he goes for a job interview in the future or something, like his first job, and then, like, I don't know, they crack on him, make fun of him, whatever, or like, let's say they, you know, do something that, you know, is just is not kind, whatever it is, right? You don't want them to kind of go through this. But again, that's why I think that being able to have adversity, maybe like manageable on, guys, challenges along the way, help you with that. They build that resiliency, right? So that you're able to handle assholes like that in the future, knowing that you have, you know, the backing of the support people that system. love you. Support right. the, yeah, the people that love you. So, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but, you know. And it's an experience for you because you're going to go through it with them. Yeah. You yep. know? Yep. And yep. Uh, it'll just make your, your relationship that much stronger and make you better as a person. Uh, you know, we got to deal with shit, bro. It's just, you know, it's, it's, um, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, man. But either you're with me or without me, you know? I'm only going to spend so much time with you if you're not with me. I don't got to tell you nothing, but you probably won't see me that much, you know? Yeah. See, that's why I'm a, like, a, like you know, uh, a Will Farrell, man, because I'll be very supportive with that. <laughs> All right, man. But we got to get the right shade of blue yeah, for yeah. this one. All right, you know. <laughs> oh, you know, but Mark Wahlberg was the same way, where he would just be like, hey, you don't like it? Go fuck yourself, bro. This is my kid. That's you know true. what I mean? That so, is very true. That is very true. And, and, but that's the way. Like, that's the way it is. It's like, oh, you, you, know, you got a problem? Okay, well, maybe I'll see you next Christmas then. Maybe we won't mm-hmm. see you for a few years or ever again. You know? It's, it's, and that's how it is, right, right. bro. Right. Well, we, we, grew up, we, we grew up in different times. Lewis and, and Tom were the same age. We grew up in a different time. And I was watching shows the other day where they would say these words that you can't say today. Like, I was watching... What was I watching? Um... One of, one of these comedy shows, and I said, man, they can't air that. They can't say those words anymore. They can't be, oh, I was watching an sh- episode of In Living Color. Remember that show, In Living Color, guys? And uh, Homie don't was, play that, bro. Oh, man, that and, oh the, the one that I was yeah, watching. Was, I, I'm one, young, but I ain't that young, bro. The one that I was watching <laughs> was the Handyman episode. 
Uh-huh. The handyman. He was a superhero. He was yeah. handy. He was, man, yeah. I'm no. I'm sorry. There was controversy, but today they can't do that today. That would have, yeah. David that would Lane not would fly. Been, yeah, that would have been the, crucified. Yep. That show was funny though. I got to give it to them. It was extremely funny. You know. You know what I'm saying, man? Is it me or are the people getting? I, I personally think, and you might disagree. I think this is a little too sensitive. You know. Now, come on. That show was funny. But I think this generation is too sensitive for Mad TV. Yeah. Oh, yes, for Mad too. TV. Oh yeah. my God, that was my show. Yeah, it's too sensitive to me. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. what I'm saying. Shows, but, they, yeah. they, they live and die by the sword, shows like that, you know? Yeah. And then the comedy changes, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. and then there's also other reasons why we don't see those kind of shows anymore either. <laughs> Lewis, they got know. it on the screen. There it is. That's it. <laughs> I love it. I was it. watching that. Are you mm-hmm. No way. Oh, no way. God. One of these days. Uh, that is days. very controversial, man. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> no, and then there's the... um. The whole thing with Dave Chappelle right now too, like, oh yeah, you know, right. he made that joke about the the trans people, and, and then he's like, he's like, he posted something about like, oh, if you guys wanted to have an open dialogue, you have these rules that you have to follow first, and I will have it for you. First of all, you have to watch my stand up in its entirety, and second of all, <laughs> um, second of all, you gotta admit that some trans comedian isn't funny. So it's like that's not an apology. It's also not really an invite to have an open discussion, but he's like basically showing you that he doesn't really care about what you what people think about comedy, because um, comedy is comedy, and I appreciate mm-hmm. him like keeping it, um, like keeping it separate from all the, the the cancel culture that's going on because comedy is comedy for a reason. The, some of the things that are said are controversial because they are, you know, it's true, but it's also funny because it is true. Right. Right. Yeah, like and also also in Living Color, they remember the when Michael Jackson was popular back in the day. They did a Michael Jackson episode where he's hitting everything, and then they ask him. He wants to know what the song was black or white. Remember that episode where he's singing a song. Mm-hmm. He says, well, what am I, black or white? And then he says, Oh, you're in the rest. It was oh, I must be black. And everybody's like, Oh my god, you know. I mean, it was a controversy, <laughs> yeah. But no, you kidding me? There would have been picket picketing and, and all the stuff. It was funny. Right, the show would have been canceled. Yeah, it would have been, been canceled. Yeah, the show. But it went on for many more years. It was funny, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But that's just different, I mean, different times. You know, you can try and cancel the way, and it's not going to work. The way I mean, <laughs> the way I feel about it, like he knew what was going to happen when he said it. He's been around. It's also his art, right? So you can't tell somebody how to draw. If you got an artist, you got to paint the painting something. You're not going to tell them, oh, don't paint with red. You know, if the guy wants to paint with red, he wants to paint with red. Do you have to look at the painting? No, you don't have to look at it. Exactly. You know? Yeah, you know, if you don't like it, don't watch it. If you don't like it, don't listen. Mm-hmm. You know, There's a don't... reason why he's got the rating. TV why, sure. Why, you, know? you know what I mean? There's a lot of things up there that's kind of like it's going to tell you, like, hey, this is Dave Chappelle. If you ever watched Dave Chappelle and you right. know who he was, you knew yeah, yeah. that this you know was what you're getting yourself you know, you, right. you know the content. Yeah, like, don't give yourself either. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you can't knock him for feeling how he feels. I don't know. They, you know, he's got to get produced by somebody. I think the whole bigger issue was was between Netflix and that and the LGBT yeah. community. I don't even know if it was so much that Dave Chappelle is the problem. I think where you, they came into a problem really was Netflix because they were producing the show. Mm-hmm. But then again, you got to think about Netflix. Oh, Netflix is three hundred dollars a share. It's, it's a business. They don't really care, bro. They want to make a. They want to make money, bro. Like you know, as long as it's funny, uh, that's only going to get Dave them Chappelle's so far. Going to make money, right? Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's funny, you know, and whatever. Well, right now is a good time for a trans comedian to try and get a Netflix deal because they're, they're going to work really hard to get one up there. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. You see exactly that for every action, there's a reaction. So this might yeah. actually be something, it, it, obviously the way it had to come was unfortunate, but you may get somebody out there who actually is going to get real, real, real playtime now. Did you, because did you, guys, did you guys hear about, about Michael Myers and how they want they, they think he's homophobic because he killed the two gay couples in, in the movie? <laughs> what about that? I don't think I don't think he discriminates his victims. I'm like, really? He kills yeah. black people, white people, dogs. He's also, dogs, he's he's also like, like a lot. Can of you guys get a life? Can you people get a life? And come on, stop putting in. You know. Now I heard that Tom, you'd appreciate this, Tom. They want they want to take they want to turn 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 the uh, the bullpen because it's offensive oh, yeah, to animals into the change. arm barn and baseball. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's so stupid. Yeah. The Peter. cows care really. Yeah, they, they, care? they, they on, just man. yeah, they're just trying to get out there. I, it's just unbelievable sometimes. Really, it's just like, hey, nobody's heard from us in a while. Let, let's just exactly. get out there. Yeah, here we you need go. to get some. We need to get our name out there again. Yeah. Come on, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's some places like things like that where you're kind of like, yeah, that's that's crazy. And then you have the other extreme end kind of it though. It's like kind of like how Trump was kind of running around yelling, calling things China virus, you know. And and I had somebody say nothing there, yeah. And I had somebody actually who's a supporter who you know was like who tried to compare it to when we called measles German measles, and I was just like. We don't call measles German measles anymore for a reason, dude, because it's a sickness. It's not the Germans who are giving us a sickness. Same way we're not going to call coronavirus the China virus. The China. Like, like, we're not, like, we don't do that, bro. Like, mm. that's, that's, the other, that's, that's the other extreme. You know, there's bullpen and then there's China virus. <laughs> you know, right. like, pick your battles, you know. Hey man, yeah. If that Old pencil, case, what? Armbar? <clears throat> all the names Arm in, in the Americas would be calling all the diseases that they got from the Europeans, like where they came from, the European herb. Spanish, Spanish flu. Spanish flu. You know, this like yeah, just pick your battles with things. Like you know, we don't. I don't think we gotta call it the armbar. You know, bullpen. Uh, you know, it's okay. Nobody's. <laughs> Yeah. No, the, cows the, the cows aren't going to take it. Yeah, the cows yeah, right. aren't going to take it in front of the stadium. They're yeah. going to strike, man. Is there going to be any more chocolate milk? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are they going to stop bull riding like right now? Like it's like are those you know, who exactly. are going to stop kind of... people from bull riding? Yeah, right. like, like, yeah. I, I, I think I that's think a that's more a of a worse, concern right? than what we call the bullpen in baseball. Exactly. Go to the bull riders and stop them. Don't worry about what the pitcher the catcher is doing in the MLB. That's ridiculous, bro. It's ridiculous. I mean, look at look at the look at the Washington not Washington Redskins. They're not called the Redskins anymore. I understand that. That's the Redskin, fine. That's a little you know. I understand that, yeah. but the, the Cleveland Indians really? Come on, whatever. No, it's the same thing though. Really, you know, and they're banking right. money off of that. You know, they they've been banking up money off of that for a long time already. So look, right. you know, if they were able to do it while it lasted, okay, while it was still they okay, had a good run. Do. They had a years, run. Something yeah, years. Okay. They made, they've made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Okay, it right. it's it's not gonna hurt anybody. All I'm actually right. surprised they didn't do it to the Chiefs, but you know, whatever. They, well, I guess they Indian left Chief them alone. Whatever. I, I think there's something that's going on too. I think yeah, that, that's something that's gonna, yeah. yeah. There was something about that too. I saw. Yeah, They're trying to change yeah. them and uh, the, the Indians. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel bad for them when they charge you four hundred dollars to get a seat in a game all the way up in the upper deck. Look, mm-hmm. change your fucking name. It's not my problem. But the residuals to everyone that would want it, anyways. But all right. What about our yeah. father-in-laws? I don't. Well, like we're gonna change their name. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Wait, say it again. I didn't hear. Say it again. 
No, no, like uh, we cover like uh, oh, like, we know we we straying away, we strayed away from mother-in-laws and stuff, and um, I don't think father-in-laws got their due diligence in this conversation. So I was thinking, like, I don't personally have a father-in-law that I. You know, I think the closest thing to a father-in-law I have is um, Sir Richie and Carlos, but it's been a while since I hung out with you guys, so it's like, um, what about uh, the, the gentlemen that do live or yeah, I don't have uh, spend a lot of time with them. My... I don't. I, I don't have one either. Yeah, Jason, yeah. you're up, Jason. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. I was like, you know, yeah, they don't did. really interfere when it comes to our parenting. They're really right. just really good backups. Um, you know, the biggest thing is, is just like you said, it's uh, it's living with people that weren't exactly raised the same way you were, and adopting their lifestyles and their living styles to your mm-hmm. living style, and kind of finding that middle ground. And you know, and that's that's what it is. You know, he's he works a lot. You know. Yeah. Guy works a lot. Yeah, he likes yeah. to work. Uh, he likes to work, I think, you know, 65 and going. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it comes yeah, to, yeah, he's yeah. gone from 6 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. He's up 5 o'clock in the morning. He's gone. He don't come back again until 6 or 7 o'clock at night. And yeah, really? then he falls yeah. asleep in a chair. Yes, he does. He's, still, he's always done that. My man's I was a listening like to... there's no doubt about it. So, you know, but, you know, he also likes to put the paper in the bank. So I don't, you know, I don't blame him. Yeah. You know? I was listening to a comedian who says that, um, Father's Day is like the 15th most cele- celebrated holiday in America. Christmas is first. <laughs> Mother's Day second. So it was God and your mama and like Halloween and Arbor Day and this day and that day. And then fathers are way down the bottom. There's only like 22 holidays and then we're like 15 or 16. And then I'm thinking, to them, you know what? So what? Moms deserve that shit. You know, we don't need a holiday. I, I, me, I don't need, a, I don't need a freaking holiday. Just leave me alone. Give my beer, my remote control, and I'm good. We don't need that. Mom, they yeah. can have ours. They can have our holiday. For I don't care. They need that shit, moms. No, but like Father's Day, it's 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 funny and kind of ironic that on Father's Day you get asked what you want for Father's Day. I mean, most dads, in my opinion, and from what I what I've experienced myself and seen others, it's like. And they actually, what you want for fathers? I was like, literally, I just want to be home. I don't exactly. Want, I want, Leave me alone. I, I don't want to be left alone. I just Leave me give alone. me a couple beers. Throw... Give, me the, give me a little more control, and I'm, I'm set. I don't yeah, really... give me a couple beers, throw on a baseball game, and just yeah, it's in, it's in summertime. <laughs> put, the, put the grill on for me, and I'm good. I don't need that shit, man. I don't. We don't need to be celebrated. <laughs> you know. I would like to have an experience. Fuck that. Like do something. I mean, yeah. Like, make it a date night, and I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Like do good. something. I'm good. No, you know, I like that people want to show appreciation anyway. Yeah, um, like you it. know, jokes oh, yeah. aside, I, I do. I I, pre- I appreciate people want to show their appreciation. You know, so um, yeah, in that sense, I, I it's cool with me, bro. Yeah. If we I don't have, even have to do anything crazy, yeah. you know, right? But yeah. it's all good, you know. If I still have my my grandfather, I would do something for him. Yeah, like straight up, I would be like, you know, like we're gonna go out to eat a little something. A fo- okay, something like, a phone know. call. I call my father. Oh, father. Like, I, I would, I would, I would take him out. Okay. I don't want to steal anybody's you. glory here, but you know, you're the best you, know. <laughs> you know, it's okay, nice, nice, you know, but this is all I need. Like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Everything else is kind of right. Whatever, but it feels good to be appreciated. That's, that's great. I mean, and I think that's why we do like, you know, moms the way that we do. We try to like, you know, because they do a lot. I, that is true. Um, and I think anything, I think your kids should also feel appreciated. I think you're anyone that, that helps you, your mother-in-law, your father-in-law as well, if, if they're there. And there's something to say about the fact that I also don't have that much of a, a you know, because uh, relationship with my uh, wife's um, father, I, they separated him and, and his, uh, her mom separated when she was about two years old, I believe, but he had been involved and stuff, but now he lives in Florida. 
I mean, it's fine now. It's copacetic. It's calm, but you know, it's not much of a relationship the way that let's say we all have with our like mother-in-laws. Yeah. Um, I think only Jason has the one, you know, you have the experience that is like, you know, you have like the couple and that's great. Um, but I don't think most, I don't think any of us have, right? I'm, well, Sam Carlos, that's said, about it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So wait, yeah. Wait, wait, what? Nothing to say about that. Cheryl's dad was, Cheryl's dad was in the Philippines. So I only met him like one time yeah. when TJ was one, we went to the Philippines. So I only spent a little bit of time with him, but other than that, they, they don't have a, they never had a good relationship. And then he got COVID in September and he passed away. So he never even got to he never even got to meet Sophia so we really never had a relationship but that's right that's right so that's the only thing yeah yeah and that's basically what I mean all of us here on this podcast is trying to do is try to change that that the fact that you see all of us here um with the exception of Jason probably don't have that father-in-law in the picture when it comes to the spouse you know what I'm saying so it's like i know for, i know that you know rachel's uh father you know peaced out at an early time uh, <clears throat> so he's not he's actually not around he's non-existent at this point so it's like that th those are the things that i aspire to change and make sure that i'm in my children's life so that when i am an in-law i am as involved as i can and should be allowed to be um, so that when they do their podcast, they're like, "Yeah, that guy's dope." <laughs> We're doing it, man. We're doing it. They're gonna be doing it, talking about us. Like, oh, what about your father-in-law? Oh, he's awesome. What are you talking about? Uh, he's the best. Call yeah. of Duty, and like, you know, he'll like <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play Minecraft Dungeons for like three hours, bro. There we go. Like all day. My, my father in law's world. I play man, it when they're not around. I can't wait. Log into a server. I, you'll be fine. Yeah. Hold on. So, guys, I can't wait till your freaking kids are, are, are teenagers, man. Oh, my God. They're going to drive me so freaking crazy. I don't you're know. Gonna, like, you don't got to deal with our kids, sir. I, I, I deal with your kids for an hour, two hours a day. Okay. I deal with them. Then I, I don't raise it. But I can't wait till I can't wait till Layla and Corey and Sophia and Bibi, my niece. I can't wait for the teenagers, man. I love how you actually went just for the girls because you know how it's gonna be. <laughs> well, I don't have girls. I don't know. I don't have girls, but I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm I'm really afraid, like with Layla, only because I know her. She's very emotional, so I I, I could see her like kind of going off on somebody. I think Lucas is a bit more reserved, so yeah. Well, I have I have boys and Lucas and and and. Dexter and TJ, they're going to be in the teen, the teen years. They're going to be, you're going to be annoying to them. Like my son just came in, gave me a hug, went upstairs. I'm going to see him for the rest of the day. He's going to be in his video games, things like that. That's the teenage life, you know? You know, you're going to be annoying and they're going to, you're going to bug them for whatever because we were teenagers too. And our dads did the same thing to us, you know? So can't wait till you guys experience that. Been there, done that, you know? Well, if we continue this, we'll be able to kind of talk about that too. And like just, I like being annoying. <laughs> I like being annoying. That's it's like the dad. high point of my day. It's being, being annoying to them. <laughs> you know? All right, man. Like, hey, I'm here. Like, for real. I, you don't need to show appreciation, but I'm here. And I'm uh -huh. squishing you right now. Pretty much. <laughs> very obnoxious. In a very obnoxious way. <laughs> you, guys, you guys give your, your sons hugs in public? They, they, they kind of cringe like this. Yeah, get away from me. No, they're still, they're still okay. No. I give it well, that's the young. The Dexter young. never really like hugs anybody. He always he like, does, tap he, hugs people. Yeah, he'll he, like, he, he'll he like hug you he, and he, like yeah. tap you in the back from like, yeah, yeah, me too. So yeah, no, that's just that's just his deal. No, but I, I, give hugs. Yeah. I give hugs. I noticed because um Dexter does this. He goes, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to get too close. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Six feet, bro. Six yeah, feet. I went, I went for the hug, guys. <laughs> COVID, bro. Uh, when we went apple picking, I went for the hug, and he was just like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. He's done that for a long time. Yeah, BB's the hugger. Good, good, good. Yeah. BB and Corey are the huggers. Nah, I'm yeah. gonna embarrass them every time I get, unless unless it's something like serious, like they literally I, say, like you know, give me a good reason, or whatever. I'd be like, nah, I'm still gonna hug you, whatever. Yeah, right. And they, I'll, they, I'll, and, but I'll respect their space if they really wanted to. <laughs> but they'll know how bad I feel. Now I'm just kidding. Now I won't do that. Yeah. Um, but if anything, like I said, we'll probably talk about this. And it's, I guess they're like. It's it's a they're good problems to have, right? Because I, yeah. I it's you know it's not something like major. At least they know that you're because at the end they're gonna they know that that you're there, like because if there ever is a moment where like the shit hits the fan, you're gonna be the one they call you because you're the one that that loves them. So yeah, yeah. that's what it is, man. This was awesome, man. I just realized the time. Shit, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's like probably the longest one we've had. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, nobody though. wants to edit anything, so I'm good. I'm just gonna like post no, it the way it is. I don't think anybody's yeah, anything good. mean or anything messed up. No, and I don't think good, my mom's gonna good. hear this, so I'm gonna. No, I'm okay. no, no, try my best to keep mine as um, acceptable as possible. <laughs> <laughs> we're good so far so good yeah man thank you guys for all this man thank you for and, meeting um, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's we enjoy. Enjoy. Go ahead. i don't know if we'll meet again the next year before the end of the year but whatever maybe yeah, one more december man it's hard how about, how about we do it, yeah. of december one more all right so let's plan yeah. this shit all right. and then we'll talk christmas and stuff like that yeah, yeah, yeah. christmas oh gifts oh snap <laughs> yeah. all right. oh yeah right <laughs> we go <laughs> All right, yo. Is it Father's Day? Yeah, it's a I know, right? For real. Thanks a lot, guys. Bank day. All right, later. I'll see you later. It has been amazing, guys. Take care. Have a good one.